Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. If you'd like to learn more about us and our many upcoming author events, please visit skylightbooks.com, where you can browse our inventory, buy books, and join our Friends with Benefits Club. You can also follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. To speak to a real live bookseller like me, please call 323-660-1175. Thanks for your support, and enjoy. Today, of course, we are delighted to welcome back Frank uh, Fran Krauss um, with his uh, book launch for his second book. He launched his first here with us as well. Um, the Creeps. It is such a good book and also it makes a great gift so you can give someone the creeps. Um, and I was also thinking, you know, um, it's like such a great idea that uh, it expresses so many different people's inner lives. And I started thinking, okay, I have a recipe if you would like to give yourself the creeps. Um, try holding your tongue still while looking in the mirror. It works for everyone. Try it. It will work for you. Um, all right. Someone here has tried it, maybe. <laughs> um, um, so uh, Fran Krauss is an animator, a cartoonist, a teacher at CalArts, uh, creator of several cartoons, and a New York Times bestselling author. His work has been wonderfully well-reviewed. It has been called terrifying, creepy, funny, great, personal, comforting, embarrassing, strange, primal, inspired, idiosyncratic, vividly illustrated, wildly popular, and exceptionally authentic. Let's give Fran Krauss a warm round of applause. Hi, everybody. I'm not used to talking into a microphone. Okay, cool. There's a there's a cat upstairs that's named Fran that I've been hanging out with for about 15 minutes, and it's a, uh, it's I, I, it, I feel like a cat should be everywhere where there's a uh, nervous talking. Um, it's a really good cat. Uh, so I want to talk a bit about uh, where this project came from and kind of show some comics and talk about some stories behind the comics and then answer some questions if you have any about uh, about those comics. Um, let me get some stuff over here. Okay, cool. Here's my kit. Because um, when I'm making these comics, uh, they started off in... I was having a really stressful job about... Uh, almost, almost been doing these for about five years now. And... Um, and we were, we were making some comics, or we were making an animation for the internet, and uh, it it did not go over well at all. Um, it was it was reviled, uh, really. Like uh, I, I helped direct it, and the creator of the the cartoon that originally uh, created the cartoon would call me, and we were talking about like specific comments that he was getting on YouTube and how horrible people were, and and. Uh, and I thought, oh, I want to do something that's that's more positive and, and a little bit more um, uh, makes me feel good about working on it. And uh, and uh, I, I definitely didn't want to do it for YouTube uh, because I've never felt good after reading comments there. So um, I've I found recently uh, a place called Tumblr. Which do you guys? How many of you have seen or found out about my comics on Tumblr? Just out of curiosity. Oh, well, yeah, I know you do, because you live with me. Um, so uh, it was kind of a neat place to start off, because um, it was uh, a, a place where if you wanted to say something about 
somebody's artwork, you had to put it on your own site. So if you had to say something, you had to take some responsibility for it. And, and, uh, and so if, it's, if it was an insult, it at least had to be like a well-worded insult. And I was like, this is my place. Um, so uh, I made a list of, uh, and at the time, the, the project I was working on that went up on YouTube, uh, one of the really fun parts about it was the, the guy that created it, James Kachalka, who is out in Vermont, um, would have these really neat storyboards that were, uh, I'm used to animation where people will work on storyboards for months um, or at least several weeks and when he would be making a storyboard he would uh, literally take like 10 or 15 minutes to do it at his kitchen table and make it a really really quick comic and then send it off and um, and me and all the animators I was working with were like, how could you storyboard that fast? Um, so we saw comic, or I started to see comics as kind of a fun way to tell a story without spending a, a full year on it. Um, and so I, I started to have a bit of a plot of like, okay, if I'm going to make a, a project that I enjoy, um, what could I do? Like, how could I figure this out? And I made a list of uh, all the different things I'd want to do as a comic. Um, and at some point, irrational fears popped into my head because uh, I have a lot of them. Um, and uh, I, I so I thought, oh, well, maybe I can do a comic on this. So I started making lists of all my irrational fears, and I came up with about 30 of them. And I thought, okay, well, this, if I do one, one like, once a week, this is six months' worth of stuff, and I'll see what happens. Um, so uh, I didn't want to sit in front of the computer a lot, so I made a little kit for myself where um, this is basically everything I need to, to do uh, my comics with, so I can go down to little coffee shops or in the park or something like that. And uh, it's really easy to have limited color schemes when your watercolor kit's only this big. So that helps out a lot. And um, another thing that helps me when I'm drawing is... Uh, is drawing really, really small. So like all the comics are only about this big um, because if I draw any bigger than that, oh, oh they're this big. <laughs> Can everyone see that? Um, so, so yeah, as I'm drawing these things, for one thing, it's like these sketchbooks aren't very expensive and I found, found some really good ones. Uh, this is, I think, a... Stillman and Byrne. I buy these, I buy like the three or four of them at a time from Amazon so that I can kind of cut through these quickly and not really worry about um, uh, running out of paper or anything. But they take watercolor paper so I can uh, work on the move. But it also, um, I get really obsessive with artwork sometimes and I draw too much or get into too much detail. Um, and uh, it gets to be. Uh, a little, a little bit too much, too much time in, in things that don't really matter to the story or anything like that. So I found that working really small um, is is kind of a nice way to not get too obsessive with all the art and the, the little details. Um, and and so yeah, after I was doing the comic for a couple months, I think I did about eight or nine of them, and. Um, uh, I started getting comments on on uh, Tumblr that were, where people were saying, "Hey, I, I, your your page is broken. I can't find how to get to the next page." And I had to say, "Oh, it's because there's only one page. I just started this a couple weeks ago." Um, and then um, I I think after a while, after I, I did this for maybe three months, um, I had enough fears up there where people started to assume that they. Uh, that I was taking submissions because um, because there was just uh, they, they didn't think they were all from from one person. Um, whoops. Uh, so uh, so people just started sending me their fears and um, 
I think at this point I've gotten about 80,000 submissions from people. Um, so like a few years ago when it wound up on BuzzFeed, there was just a day where I put it all in a Kindle document and it wound up being like the size of the Lord of the Rings. And I just had to sit there for like five days straight just reading like three sent sentence people's fears. Um, so so it's, it really started from, from that. Um, there's a couple fears that uh, I get a lot that I, I, I've never gotten around to drawing. Like, uh, I think the one fear that I've gotten the most out, out of all of this, the submissions is people afraid that when they sneeze in, a, in an empty house, um, they're going to hear somebody say, God bless you. Um, which I, I never occurred to me before I started doing this, and it still doesn't. Like that doesn't scare me at all. Uh, and I think that's probably one of the reasons I don't draw it. And the other is, um, if I drew it, there, it's just not scary to see somebody sneeze and then a word balloon, you know? Um, because I could picture it in a creepy voice, and maybe I, I could draw it in creepy letters. But still, it would still be saying, "God bless you," and that's just not a scary. Th thing to see in text. Um, so so it's, it's been, a, been a really fun project for, for a while. Um, and I, I wanted to show you some of the stuff I made for the new book and talk, tell a couple stories about things. Um, uh, first off, uh, the, the last book we, we did, I was really happy with the cover because um, it's over here, and it's just like a little haunted house, and I, I was kind of, uh, I thought I was messing with the publisher a bit, like, oh, I, I just want to do this, it's just a haunted house on the cover, and there's nothing flashy about it or even colorful at all. Um, and they said, oh yeah, good, that's great. And so then the next week I sent them um, the, a much better drawing of a haunted house, because the one that I sent them was just traced off of a Google image search, and, and they said, no, no, no. Everyone here loves the, the other haunted house. Please, let's just go with that haunted house. And I guess they'd sold their bosses on it, and they just really liked this really bad drawing of a haunted house. So it took me like three months to convince them, like, please, let me draw a good haunted house. That's a horrible haunted house. Um, and and I never really done book cover design before. Uh, but then um, when it started being translated, most of the most everybody who's translated the first book has just used the first book cover. Um, but then uh, when, uh, when the French uh, publishers t uh, co uh, did the, the cover, they did this one. And I saw that and thought, oh, that's so much better than the one that I made. Oh, no. And, uh, uh, you know, they're just there. I mean, not, I, I like the first cover, but I saw this and thought, okay. I think I might rip off that idea if I do another book. Um, so I, I sat there for a while, and um, every time I do something, uh, I feel like with uh, with publishers or, or executives or in any way, I end up giving them probably too many options. So I sat there and did like all these different book covers, and um, uh, of course, like I, th I forget which one they liked. I think it was just pretty much the one that looked almost exactly like the previous book cover. And I was, uh, eventually I talked them into doing kind of the hand with pointier fingers. Um, but one thing, I was, I was digging through my pile of stuff when I was thinking of what to talk about here. And at some point, um, 
we were trying to figure out what this next collection was going to be called, and uh, of course, a, a lot of I was getting a lot of feedback from the the um, publisher saying we just wanted to be called Deeper Darker Fears, and I said that's the worst title I could possibly imagine. It sounds like the South Park movie. Please don't let me call the book that. And so, um, and this is what happens when I'm sleepy and I'm desperate. Is I just thought like, okay, here's all the other titles. Please, just any one of these titles, and uh, and then I was reading it over. Um, in retrospect and thinking, uh, yeah, uh, wait, where is it? Um, I think there's one title in here that just says, you're really a robot. <laughs> and because to me, that's like, okay, that could be a fear. Um, but in retrospect, I could see why, yeah, a publisher wouldn't want to be making a book called You're Really a Robot. Or, um, let's see, yeah, Don't Swallow Seeds. What was I thinking there? This is what happens when I get sleepy. Um, so I, I have um, a couple... Uh, just a bunch of comics from this book that I, I have little stories about that um, I wanted to talk about. Um, like some of them, like for instance, this one is about somebody who's um, uh, got really down and uh, drunk and passed out in the woods, and um, uh, then after that, their life really seemed to improve, and they were worried that they actually died in the woods, and um, they're actually. Uh, in their afterlife at this point. And I thought, oh, that's a good comic to start out my new book with. And then I didn't draw anything else for about four months on the book because I got so busy with everything else. Um, but I think one of the things that keeps the book and comics fun for me is making up little backstories for all the different characters in the book and all the, the different side characters in the, in the comics um, that are just little secret things for, my, for me that nobody else needs to understand to enjoy the comic. Um, because, you know, I think when I'm doing stuff for the internet, it's, it's easy to think, oh, well, I've got to get a lot of likes and make things, you know, that other people like. And so it's fun to hide things in the comics that nobody even knows they could like or not, um, just because then there's no way they could dislike that. And so that's just for me. Um, like in this one, it's about uh, the fear of dying and then something really cool happening for the next day that you totally missed out on, like the invention of rocket packs here. Um, but in this one, well, there's, here's one of the doctors that was helping her husband as he was on his deathbed. Um, and he's really in love with the wife, but because they've, got, got, they've spent a lot of time together over the course of this time. And you can see he's kind of looking at her while they're, they're flying. She's totally unaware because it's been a really tough time for this these past couple years that, that he has even fallen for her, but he has really fallen hard, and he gets along with the kid, too. Um, and so, you know, as I'm drawing this, because it takes a lot longer to draw a comic than read a comic, and if I don't keep myself interested in some way, uh, I would I'm, I'd probably end up getting bored or start, you know, resenting the comic. Like, uh, I like drawing things. This is about... Um, Somebody sent in one that when they leave an elevator that's empty, they say they say goodbye just in case there's there's uh, ghosts in the elevator. And uh, I really liked drawing these two buddies. They, I think they've known each other a really long time, and they've they've been on the elevator for a while. And this is one of the first times anyone said that they have a nice day, and they're they kind of have a little straight face because they don't know quite what to react to because they haven't talked to anybody for a while. Um, but they're they're pleased about that. I think. Um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I'm, I mean, this is one I'm, I was looking at this, trying to think. Uh, I, I just did a Q&A on, on Tumblr last week or the week before, and um, one of the questions I got was like, what, what, uh, how do you decide what kind of comics, what kind of fears to draw? And um, 
there, it really depends. Uh, it has to be something that I haven't drawn before, um, and it has to be something that I can relate to in some way. Uh, like, and which is weird because this is one about somebody shaving their legs, and I've never shaved my legs before. Um, but when they're talking about how I think their fear was that if they nicked the little tendon on the back of their knee, that it would snap and then roll up like a, like a window shade. And I, I, that description to me was like, oh, okay, never shaved my legs before, but I can imagine that. Like that's that's something really visceral. And uh, it, I think one of the things that I, I really come back to a lot is I, I teach and I've taught for quite a while it, it, doing animation at uh, different art schools. And when I was at Pratt, uh, one of my students did this film and it was super gross. And there was a... Um, there's a scene with a really um, heavy fly that gets stepped on and pukes out its guts. And, and right before the fly uh, kind of explodes, um, he animated the scene where the fly is eating a piece of cake and gets like a little piece of a crumb of cake caught in the corner of its mouth and kind of gets it with its tongue and licks the little piece of cake out. And I was like, what's up with that scene, David? Why did you do that? And he said, oh, well, because I wanted my viewer to have this, this like really direct sensual connection with the bug's mouth right before it puked out all its guts. And I thought, that's brilliant. That's such a good way to do that. And so, uh, so I've, I've tried to do little things like that in the comic here and there um, as, as, I, as I, I work on it. Um, Sometimes uh, there's things that I'm embarrassed about that nobody else maybe notices. Like, for instance, this is the fear of if you're on a, a helicopter and you get off and uh, your hat blows up, you'll instinctively try to catch it and then the helicopter will cut your hand off. Or, and, uh, but there's no way this lines up. Like, she's feet away from this thing. And I think that's one of the things I always think when I see people in, on the news or on TV getting out of a helicopter is um, like, they're always kind of ducking, even though their head's a good five or six feet away from the blades. And and it looks ridiculous, but I'm pretty sure that if I was there, I'd be almost like belly crawling away from the helicopter because um, I don't see how people could even get near those things. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, and I think this is uh, this is one about. Um, uh, being, this is something I used to think about a lot, about what happens with kids when they don't have chimneys in their house. How does Santa get into their house? Um, and it's mostly because uh, whenever I read this to myself, I, I imagine him kind of going, ho, 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 constantly under his breath the whole time, which helps me. Um, and I also like to hide things like, uh, yeah, there's some mistletoe over the door, which to me makes it even grosser that like there's this weird deflated face going through the door um, to even associate that with kissing in any way. Um, but also, uh, one of the things I really like about doing these comics that um, that's kept them fresh for me is uh, I, I I teach every day. I always try to post these at m on Monday from about 7 to 8 o'clock at night, and um, uh, my, I teach till about 4 o'clock on Monday, so I only have about 3 or 4 hours to draw a comic every week, and so um, sometimes I have to leave a lot out and go really simple and graphic, and uh, it's it's been a fun challenge to try to think of ways to draw things uh, without going making this thing into something that's going to take eight or nine hours and keep me from eating dinner on Monday. So that's always a motivation is, uh, is trying to simplify things, trying to draw, to imply things that aren't quite there. Um, I thought this is a fear, uh, 
a, m a mother sent me that every time she bonks her he kid's head into anything, that it takes a few points off of the, their IQ, um, which is kind of one of the reassuring things I've gotten uh, from from people who send in their submissions. Is I've gotten a surprising number of fears from from like parents and grandparents. I think the the idea with uh, with Tumblr and with a lot of places on the internet, and I also put these on Instagram and uh, Facebook and whatnot, is um, is that yeah, there's nobody older than college age or, you know, in their 30s that are reading this sort of stuff. But every once in a while, I'll get a granddad fear, and I'll be like, oh, thanks, Grandpa. Um, so so that's been really fun. Um, I don't know okay, what I can say about this one. Okay, uh, this is another one example of um, probably uh, having a, a couple late meetings on a Monday and only having about an hour to draw a comic and realizing, like, oh, no, I, I want to make something good, but um, I really also want to go home and eat. Uh, so um, drawing in black and white and having to stay simple is something that's been an interesting challenge for some of these. Uh, this is the fear of when you're walking around late in your kitchen that has a black and white tiled floor, that the black tiles are actually holes that you can fall through. Um, let's see. Um, and sometimes when you're drawing and it's uh, and you're very tired, you end up drawing some pretty weird stuff. Like for instance, this one is uh, somebody's worried that when they find clothes on the floor, that their grandparents have actually been raptured and they've been left alone. And so, um, which I was. Uh, I, originally, I drew this with uh, with her being raptured in the kitchen, but then it wouldn't make any sense to find your grandmother's clothes piled up in front of the stove. That makes no sense, and so I had to redraw this entire thing. Um, normally, uh, I, I try not to worry too much about making somebody look like what they think, what their profile picture looks like or anything. In fact, if they're, if it's uh, a woman submitting a comic, I'll usually draw it as a man and a man I'll try to draw as a woman just so like, I'd rather be way off than be like just a slight bizarro version of them. Um, but this one, I, this person actually emailed me back and said, that's exactly my grandma. And I was like, yes. Um, uh, let's see. Um, and also I think, I don't know, I, I read, a, I, I, when I was a kid, it was uh, Calvin and Hobbes, and um, it was a huge inspiration for me. And I can always remember him kind of fighting against um, the the general newspaper format in the, the comics and trying to uh, break out of that. And um, I think one thing I've really realized is I really like the four panel com uh, format of of comics, and uh, trying to do weird things inside that format has been fun. Uh, one of the things I, I've done to to increase my productivity. Hold on a sec. Uh, this is like my big labor-saving device for this book is I made one of these because I realized that something that was really killing a lot of time for me every time I'd draw a comic is obsessively trying to get all the lines straight and parallel and I'd sit there for about 15 minutes just drawing the squares um, and so I think after I drew this, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this four-panel thing as, as long as I possibly can until it gets really boring, um, or I can't think of anything else to do with it. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. Uh, one of the other things I've, I've really realized a, a lot with doing this comic is um, how weird childhood imagination is and how many childhood fears happen because our parents tell us something um, that they don't want to bother explaining, so they just think of something horrifying to um, shut us up for a little bit. Um, this is a, a kid who said that he was always worried that the, the little um, hallway to his house was an airlock, and if he didn't open the doors openly, uh, open the doors in the proper order, he would be blasted out into space. Um, and this one is surprisingly common. I used to just think that I had this fear, um, that you're constantly traveling 
tangling, you're tra tangling a, uh, or trailing a thread behind you in your entire life. And wherever you go, you leave a track of, of uh, thread. And if it gets too tangled at some point, then you won't be able to pull, be pulled back into the afterlife. Um, I mean, okay, maybe nobody in this room has that one, but a lot of people on the internet do. It's, it's really a, a pretty common one. Um, let's see what else. Uh, and... Oh, I'll talk about that one later. Um, I've also realized that one of the ways that I uh, find uh, visual peace is diagrams. Um, this is a, a person who's uh, about five feet tall and always stands six feet away from the subway tracks so that if they're ever pushed, um, they fall just short of getting their head cut off by the train. Um, which, I don't know, I just, I like the idea of somebody getting pushed and almost murdered, but they're still kind of feeling like a little bit self-assured and, and happy that like, yes, I beat fate and I'm okay. Um, let's see. Um, also, one of the strange things about doing this is um, I, I've noticed that a lot of the fears I do at some point um, will slightly remind me of movies. Like this is talking about how uh, when you're riding, I, I ride a bike as much as I possibly can, and um, often it's it's hard not to imagine all the different ways you can get killed. And after I drew this, I a couple weeks later I remembered, ah, oh, Premium Rush. No, not that. that uh, do you ever see that movie with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt where he imagines all the different ways he can die while being a bike messenger? Um, yeah, I was ripping him off, I guess. Um, it's also kind of fun messing with uh, um, different theological things in here. I've, I've gotten a lot of fears about the afterlife, um, a lot of fears about um, what will happen if God ever wakes up and stops dreaming the universe. Uh, let's see, what else? And um, I just wanted to show this one because I think this is my favorite one in the new book. Um, it's a It's a little girl who had a fear that she would always confide in her horses when she was grooming them and um, she was always worried that after she was gone the horse would tell all her secrets. Um, just because I'm really proud of how surprised that horse is that he heard the secret and the hay fell right out of his mouth. Like I really like kind of imagining the horse going <gasps> it was sort of like a silent gasp and the hay falling like silently to the ground. Um, I have no idea what her secret is. It's probably not even something bad. It's just you know something she can worry about. Um, also, I think one of the neat parts about it is sometimes I get feedback, like this is a fear that you'll be invited to a party, but you'll show up and nobody will be there. And, um, and so the, there's a cake on and when he looks at the cake, it says, you smell, LOL. Um, which I was really happy to see. I got a lot of comments about this one of people saying, what free cake, you can eat the whole thing yourself. And I was like, yes, you are on the right track to life. Um, uh, this is uh, somebody who is afraid that um, their, their parents told them that if they would stay in the bathtub too long, um, they would grow gills, uh, which... Um I mean, come on, just tell your kid to get out of the bathroom if you've got to use it. Like, maybe they had one bathroom in the house. I don't know. Um, but I did know a girl in college who um, had, uh, after, when she was born, her she had formed in a strange way so that the, the you know how, like, when you're developing as a fetus, you go through all the different weird stages of, like, being a fish and, and uh, uh, having weird uh, DNA that's a little bit recessive. And she was born slightly with gills, and she had two scars, one on either side of her neck that were, like, a little bit thick and... and and dark colored where you could tell where her gills used to be.
Um, she was otherwise a, a totally normal and pleasant person. Uh, and um, let's see what else. Um, so and I, I do kind of sneak some things in every once in a while that are my own fears. Um, I do a lot of submissions at this point, but if you see a character that looks kind of like me, it's probably just one of my own, and sometimes I'll just say it's anonymous so I don't have to feel weird about putting it up there. Um, this is about going rock climbing, because I'm always worried that if I, I leave my wedding ring on while I'm rock climbing and I slip, the ring will catch on the, on the rocks and uh, be pulled off with my finger. Um, did anyone else read that book, Christine, the Stephen King book? Or that happens to somebody in the book. Um, let's see what else. And um, let's see, um, one thing that always happens to me whenever I go to give blood is uh, the people that are drawing the blood always compliment my veins, um, which was really weird to me. I've never gotten compliments about the veins in my arms except when I'm giving blood or getting a, a doing like a blood test in some way and the last thing I want them to be talking about is to like draw my attention exactly to the veins where they're going to be sticking the knife and like really really like hone in all the nerves uh, in my body on on that one spot um, but I guess for them like it's it's just job satisfaction they're they're like yes this is going to be a really good person to draw a lot of blood from um, it's almost like if you're uh, at one of those pizza places where you get to figure out exactly what's on your pizza and somebody walks in and they're wearing a t-shirt that just says extra sauce on it. And you're like, okay, I can make this person happy. Um, let's see what else. And um, uh, one question I got a lot with uh, with that Tumblr thing was, uh, that Q&A was, people kept on asking me like, well, what's your greatest fear? What's the... the um, what is your biggest deep dark fear? And I don't really have one specifically because, um, I don't know, I, I just don't think like people's biggest fears are usually the funny slapstick ones. Um, like, I'm just worried about going senile. Here I am remember, forgetting the name of my cat, um, which I, I try to make a little bit humorous, but this is actually kind of this, the stuff that I'm actually really afraid of. Um, which is is can be tricky to to keep it entertaining and um, uh, light, but I found that if you put a cat in there at some point, as as sort of a uh, a little bit of a because cats never really react. I think one of my favorite parts about old movies and silent movies is whenever you see like an old cat or dog in one of them, and you're like, everyone else is weird. Everyone else is sort of a bizarro past version, but that cat could just walk down the street right now and blend in with every modern day cat. Like they're these weird little time traveling observers that don't really take part in uh, in the actual movie. Um, let's see. I got a surprising number of emails about this one. A lot of people have fallen while, while having a sharpened candy cane in their mouth, but it just cuts up open the inside of your mouth. I didn't have anybody like with it jutting out of their cheek or anything like that. It's, it's totally survivable. Just wanted to mention that. Um, uh, this is another, like, there was this time in uh, right after college where my, I had got, just gone through a really bad breakup and my friends were like, let's take you to an amusement park. And, but I was so depressed. And they put me on one of those, uh, on an, a, um, a roller coaster. And uh, apparently there was a photo, um, you know, when you, you, after you're done with the roller coaster and you can see the photos of everyone screaming. And there's a photo of like all my friends screaming and me just kind of slumped into one corner of the roller coaster. Like, and I, I didn't look awake. And, um, um, and I, at the time, they thought it would have been cruel to buy that photo and use it to, to laugh at. Uh, but I really, really, really regret not owning that photo now. And so, um, so that's that's Mike, and that's Jesse, and that's my my brother, and that's me. Um, 
So sometimes I sneak stuff like that. And this is about getting your hair caught while you're on a roller coaster and being decapitated. But I like to sneak little things in sometimes. Um, this is, I don't usually put in fears that people submit um, without changing the, the words somehow. Um, but this is one that I didn't change anything. Because usually people will explain it and, and say hello and, and type a bunch of stuff. And I just got this email that the entire email was just putting a shirt on that had a spider inside it. <laughs> I thought, I, I can't improve on that. That's, that's perfection. So I know exactly what, uh, what, what that would look like. Um, Another one where I, I didn't know that there's a, a cartoon called uh, uh, Five Nights in Freddy's where there's monsters inside a mascot thing until I drew this one and put it up online. Um, but it, I still put it in the book. I'm really happy with this one. Um, I also like one of the interesting things about doing the comic, especially since I take so many submissions and it winds up being stuff from other people, is um, uh, I, I really try to make a diverse bunch of, of people in the comic, since there's a diverse bunch of people submitting the comic. But I also, I never really know how it's going to be uh, received, because I tend to draw characters very simply. This is sort of that that, fe that fear of being so vulnerable, like the first time you touch somebody that you're really in love with, and you feel like there's that energy going through you. And when I posted this, I got a, a lot of comments that were like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm glad you drew like uh, a gay couple there. I like that it's two boys. And in the back of my head, I was thinking, yeah, but when I was drawing it, I was imagining that they were kind of like just two girls with short haircuts. Like, it's it's hard to know exactly what's uh, what's going on there, but I think I, I do try to keep things as as diverse as I can, and uh, I think if I keep things, you know, like leave enough things up for imagination where people can imagine themselves in these sort of situations, um, it's it's for the best. Um, okay, let's see. Um, every once in a while, I'll get an email from somebody that says that they screamed and threw their phone across the room when they re read my latest comic, and that's like the best compliment to me. I've gotten like two of those so far, and each time it's like, aw, thank you. Hope you didn't break your phone. Um, let's see, what else? Um, I just want to say that this is, this is about a little girl whose sister hid an egg behind her and then convinced her that she had laid an egg, and then the mom cooked the egg, and then she ate the egg. Um, but uh, what was really fun for me is that uh, my mom's an antique dealer, and there was always tons of, of like weird dolls around the house, and I had no idea how to play with dolls because I like cars, so the only way that I could figure out how to play with a doll is like to put it face down on the floor and just scoot it around as if it was a car, so that's what this little girl's doing right here, and it was really fun to hide that in there. Uh, let's see, and um, yeah, if there's ever a com comic that involves bikes, like that's totally my bike. Uh, um, this is about uh, using a bike after it's uh, sat all winter and then finding out that it's full of spiders in the middle of riding it. Um, it's never happened to me yet, but uh, oh, and this one, um, I was, I was, uh, I normally don't go political at all with my comics, but a couple. A couple weeks ago, I was feeling kind of political, and that's that's another thing I, I'm not quite sure how to handle in comics and online. Um, this is about uh, just kind of noticing with a lot of fear that uh, a lot of people seem to think that fascism got fixed in the night in after World War II, and it was all figured out, and then um, you know when it started really 
coming out of the woodwork uh, recently. Um, uh, a lot of people seemed, and myself as well, seemed totally surprised on that. So when I did this, it was really interesting to get a, a bit of feedback from everybody because um, normally when I'm on Facebook, almost everybody I'm friends with on Facebook, I feel like I'm a, kind of on the same political page with, or roughly speaking. And um, when I posted this comic, I, I kind of learned that, oh, well, like my, my Facebook friends are all... Um, I teach at art school. Um, you know, it's definitely more left-wing leaning. And um, but the the comics they're followed by people all over the world. I have about a million followers uh, with all my different social media things. So um, it was really interesting to see like everybody else's feedback to this. Like at some point, um, you know, I could uh, there was a. On this comic, on my Facebook page, I saw like a former student from Long Island who posts a lot of Trump stuff, like edging into an argument about um, the 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 history of of concentration camps with a uh, Jewish trans woman that I knew from high school, and I was like, oh, how's this going to work? Like, should I jump into this? Nah, let's see what happens, and it worked out okay. Um, no, nobody went crazy. Um, so. Uh, one other one comic I wanted to talk about that was that was kind of a weird story, but um, uh, the the um, uh, I there's about 50 comics in the in the the creeps book that are um, have been online before, and about 50 that um, have not been online before. And so what I've been doing is I've been emailing everybody who um, who that I can track down, everybody that I can. Uh, that I have the email for, and, and I've been sending them uh, an email saying, "Hey, could I get your address? I want to send you a copy of the new book, and maybe and, you know sign it and stuff, so that because your your comic, your fear wound up in the book." And um, a couple uh, weeks ago, I got an email back, and it was a couple weeks after I'd sent the email that said, "I'm sorry, you know that." Um, this bad news, but the person who submitted this fear has passed away. Um, they, they, um, you know, there's that mysterious um, plane crash with the Marines in Mississippi. No, I think it was Mississippi uh, a couple months ago. That's still unexplained, but he was on that plane. And um, where was it? And I, I immediately got cold chills because I was like, uh oh, I hope it's not this fear. Um, but it was. Uh, yeah, it was the fear about um, falling asleep on the plane and waking up and finding out that everyone else was asleep on the plane. I don't know if that's what happened, but it really shook me up for a couple of days. And but then I started to think about it and thought, well, I mean that makes sense. You know, if you're going to have a fear, I'm not going to have a fear about airplanes that much because I'm not on them every day because I'm not a marine. Um, I might have a lot more fears about freeways, riding bicycles, and uh, I don't know, teaching poorly uh, than, than most people do. And, and it really got me thinking about that because as I was doing this comic, I often thought like, oh, these things are totally rational and, and uh, or they're, you know, they're usually something that could never happen. And then after, after I heard back from this person, I thought, oh, whoa, that's that does make sense. People are afraid of things that are they're around that happen that they're they're they think are possible, um, and uh, I didn't know quite how to react to that. But then the the wife was saying, "Oh, he was really proud of this of you drawing the comic, and he was showing it to all his buddies." And I was thinking, "Oh, okay. Well, then I don't feel bad about telling other people about that because um, you know if he's into this sort of thing, he'd probably be into this being a very strange story." Um, so let me just go to a different one. So that's just not sitting on the... Oh, let's see. Where'd my mouse go? Yeah. Um, so um, so that's all the ones I wanted to talk about. I, if 
do you guys have any questions or oh this is just about uh, uh, the sun um, using your glasses as a magnifying glass to burn a hole through your head or two holes through your head and more accurately um, cool so do, do you have any questions about comics or the book or anything like that yes oh yeah yeah, it's it's. Um, I think one of the weirdest things about the internet is um, you can never tell how old somebody is because with spelling problems, they could be forty or they could be three. And so um, I've learned that before I respond to any um, negative comments, I always have to look at their profile photo because there's a few people who have said some mean things, and I look at them, I look at the email, and think, oh, I got to fire back at this jerk. And I look at their profile, and I'm like, they're seven. Um, so so they don't, and I'm like, oh. Well, well, you know, if you don't like my comic, uh, it sounds like you got a lot of opinions about comics, and you should like make your own because it's super fun, and send me a link to them. Um, uh, and you know, sometimes they do. So, um, but yeah, the, there's there's definitely some uh, some kids that send in fears, but it's hard to tell because they could be also from uh, from overseas somewhere or something like that. So I do get a lot of broken English uh, and and little kid writing, which is pretty adorable, especially when they're like talking. Cause I, sometimes I won't know, and then they're talking about like complaining about their mom or something, and I think, uh, well, I mean, they could be middle-aged and complaining about their mom, but like, you know, the way they're doing it, I think, oh, that's, this is like a five-year-old dealing with some stuff. Uh, yeah, um, any other questions? Yes, what? Uh, in the first book, you have a couple of Oh yeah. Um, yeah. There's a well. I think like the the new book has comics where the pages look something like uh, like this, and I, I I did two bigger comics that are kind of in this format that are um, not really. Um, panel by panel. Um, this is about somebody had sent me a fear that they were living in this um, the, uh, a room that their uncle had lived in before they were there that was full of um, that I think the you know how in the, in the 90s everyone was a devil worshipper if they were bad? And so I think this uncle used to be like a devil worshipper, which probably just meant he did drugs and listened to good music. And um, But that was that was her fear of like what was still in the room after he left, that she had to live in this attic room. Um, and so I did two of those for the new book. One of them is about six pages, one of them is about eight pages. It was, it was interesting because I'm used to, like I was saying, I was used to, I'm used to drawing small and it keeps things manageable. And this one I drew pretty small. But the other one I was working on over the holidays my parents' house, and I printed it out at the like their library computer because my parents don't have a printer anymore because they're more modern than I am. And so we went down to the library to print it out, and it wound up being eight and a half by eleven, and it was uh, way too much detail. And then I kind of oh, where is that one? Uh, yeah, like I went went crazy with like trees and all sorts of little details. This is kind of halfway done. This it, it's more colored in in the book. Uh, but as I was digging through my stuff, I couldn't find the uh, the colored version of things. So. Um, it was, it was interesting doing things on a different scale. Um, I mean, I'm so used to drawing everything small that it's, I thought that, uh, I mean, it's, it's a problem with multiplication, I think, that a lot of artists run into where you think, oh, if I draw something that's twice as big, it'll take twice as long. And it's like, no, it takes six times as long. And so these took way longer than I thought they would, but it was still fun to do something different and challenging. Um, also, I think some people every once in a while will ask, like, oh, do you want to do a Deep Dark Fears TV show or something like that? And every time I, I say, like, well, yeah, if it's 15 seconds long, like, I've got nothing but four panel comics. And so it was fun trying to think of what would fit into this world if it was 
a bit longer story. Um, so yeah, that was fun. Uh, and, any other questions? Yes. Yeah, I tried doing a word cloud once because I, I took all the emails I'd ever gotten and I put it into this program and it rendered for hours to try to figure out because I, I thought like, oh, I, I'm lucky because I'm almost like a scientist that's collected a lot of like detailed information and I have, you know, thousands and thousands of emails about people's fears and if I put them together into a word cloud, there will be like something that will pop up that will uh, like enlighten my sense of the world and nothing did. It was just a, just like gray. Um, but in general, uh, mirror, mirrors uh, come up a lot. I think mirrors are by far the thing that make um, the most people afraid is their mirrors. Um, it's just you dudes. But, you know, uh, I can understand that. I was horrified of those things when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, maybe when nobody's home. Uh, but that that's definitely mirrors are the, the big thing. I've kind of stopped doing mirrors and um, eyeballs poking out fears for, I'm taking a break from those for a little while and getting to come back refreshed. Um, and any other questions? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Uh, I was just curious if you had any like future comic concepts beyond Deep Dark Fears. Anything that like you're working on or brewing that you might want to share? Oh, um, I have some zines. I brought a bag of zines if you guys want some zines. Um, I made this little character that was like a, a little loaf-shaped wizard called Loaf Wizard, and I made a zine. I was really happy with it, and I like I, I signed up for like everything that's called loafwizard.com just in case I can start that, and that was like three years ago, and I haven't done a second one since. So I really want to do some more of that. Um, I started outlining a sci-fi sci science fiction uh, time-traveling novel that I want to write. That could be the next project, but I'll pr probably still keep on doing this every Monday until um, it gets boring or unfun. But as long as this stays fun, I'm going to keep on doing it. Um, but yeah, I want to do some other things, and, and I've got some stuff on the back burner. Um, and I've got a lot of websites that, uh, yeah, I, I think I have about 30 blogs on Tumblr that, that nobody ever looks at. Um, just just in case I want to, I have a little extra time. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe over the holiday break or something. Yeah. Um, are we cool? Everybody, anybody have any other questions? Okay, cool. Thank you. You've been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget, you can listen to this and all of our other great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Thanks again for stopping by, and we hope to see you soon.